So real quick, real quick, T.J. Perry, before Josh Helmer jumps in, on a scale of 1 to 10, one unmitigated disaster, this never happens again, 10, you're feeling pretty confident about it. How do you feel about the experiment I'm trying to pull off today? <laughs> if we were talking a one-hour show, I feel pretty confident. <laughs> a three-hour show traveling in the areas you're traveling, yeah, perhaps yeah. a disaster. Well, I don't, we'll see. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. Now, this is peeling back the, the onion, breaking down a fourth wall, whatever. Is There are two rather significant pre-taped interviews for the 10 and 11 there you go. Hour there you morning. go. So even if things fall apart, I think we're good to go. But, hey, welcome into the Plank Show. We, we are on the road today. I'm, you know, for those that aren't familiar, the last time, well, not even the last time. I mean, I made a trip to Lubbock in 2017, and whenever I was driving down, I – I rolled my, my wife's minivan and totaled her car. And probably, in all honesty, pretty pretty lucky to walk away from it unscathed outside of uh, losing a shoe in the process of trying to walk to a gas station and obviously destroying my wife's recently paid-off minivan, which I'm reminded of quite a bit. Uh, in fact, almost like every single day. But uh, and, and again, I am a big – I like to drive at night. It's always kind of been – I love overnight road trips. I don't know why it's always been my thing, but ever since that moment, it's the, the family, obviously, uh, OU, Coach Gasso, they don't like the idea of me trying to get through things overnight. So I exercised a little patience this morning, realized technology was such that, I mean, even if you know this, this implodes and tanks on us and doesn't work – uh, we can still do the show via phone from the road. So, uh, got a night's, night's sleep and on the road towards Lubbock to call three softball games this weekend. Oklahoma and Texas Tech underway today at 5 p.m. I don't know. If, I don't know if Josh rolled in and TJ rolled out. Josh, with the schedule, we're not. Or TJ. Yeah, no, I'm here. Jo- okay. I have heard from Josh, but it may be me this first segment. But he is on okay. his way. So then you can answer this question. Are we all baseball this weekend uh, locally on the Ref Sports Radio Network, or are you able to fit in a little softball? We are all baseball due to some massive uh, snafus in the way that things have been done this year. Not Uh not on our end. So Uh (laughs) I have been kicked off the air now uh, a couple of days in a row, and I have found out the reasons. And so all baseball this weekend, unfortunately. Kicked yep. off the air. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Learfield setup and how they've done some things this year with the two sports. So, Dude, I'll uh, tell you what. Uh, softball fans were freaking out because we kept getting knocked off uh, one of the broadcasts on, on Saturday or Sunday, I think. Yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but my beloved softball family doesn't necessarily take that very well. I would guess not. No. If 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 you happen to get lost on an app or something like that, and you're you're following a game, then all of a sudden it's constantly playing commercials or something of that nature, while you know the game's going on. Eh, let's just say the natural reaction isn't one to be like, "Oh, I'm sure they'll get it fixed." 
<laughs> it's gonna be okay. The natural reaction is usually get it together, you stupid morons. This program deserves better. And they're yelling at me, and I'm like, listen, I'm I'm sitting here calling the game. I don't know what to say. So, I've, I've been through many of those calls and texts, so I know I know what you're what hey, you mean by that. TJ, how awkward is this going to be? I am now going through the toll booth where I do not have a Pike Pass, so I have to pay. So welcome to the first awkward moment of the show today. <laughs> this is like the Adam Sandler comedy album when he'd go through the toll booth. <laughs> toll booth Willie. <laughs> that is a classic way to look at it. But no, no, no. So we chose safety today, um, though some would argue how safe is it to be doing a radio show while you're driving. Uh, but we chose safety. We chose to drive during the day, during the sunlight, and what can be a bit of a challenging drive sometimes from Norman down to Lubbock. And we chose it well, I think. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. I don't think he gave me back enough change. Anyway, so I've got a lot to get to on the show today. Coming up, we're going to go in-depth with Sal Palantonio from ESPN. Uh, Sal Pal is going to give us some perspective. I know that that we're in the middle of the Masters, and we're going to have Masters updates all day long. And I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, But... I still think there's a lot of conversations to be had about two quarterbacks' futures. Now, Kyler Murray seems pretty set, obviously, and what's going on right now in Arizona, and it doesn't appear as if that's going to change anytime soon. So with that seemingly settled in Arizona for now, we have a very unsettled situation involving Baker Mayfield and kind of his status uh, with with Cleveland. And I, I know Jalen Hurts was a, was a one-year dude, but he did take the Sooners to the playoffs. He won a Big 12 championship. I think his time is going to be remembered fondly, at least in my opinion. But his situation in Philly is very much up in the air right now. So Sal Palantonio is going to join us in hour number three. Coming up in hour number two at about 10.15 – Andy Staples will join us from the Andy Staples Show, the Andy Staples Podcast, The Athletic. Uh, Gabe and I drilled deep with Andy yesterday on the Big 12. And I don't, TJ, since I've got you here, I know you and I haven't had a chance to talk about it too terribly much, but I st- I'm, I'm infatuated, man. I'm infatuated with how this went down. And I don't, and I, and, my problem is I don't know if it matters or if it makes a difference, right? Does it matter if he was forced out? Does it, does it matter if he chose to retire? I don't know. But it, it, it seems as if one side, there, there's two very specific reports out there, right? That the, that the board of directors forced him out. That they basically said, hey, we're done with you. We're moving on. And then there's what Bob Bullsby has been saying, and that is, oh, no, 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 this is my choice, and they want me to stay on as someone who can be a, a helper, someone who can be a person that they can turn to, provide a little bit of guidance for the new commissioner. But I don't know, is, is that a big story in this, or is it just me infatuated with whether or not this dude was forced out or if he chose to leave on his own? No, because I think you could see it from both sides and, and easily have the side you fall on and it be completely wrong. Right. So <laughs> it could be 
Bob Bowlesby sees the writing on the wall that this is going to be a dumpster fire as soon as these two universities leave and head to the SEC. I'm getting out now while I can. And it can also be, hey, how did you not know these guys were leaving you moron? How did right. you not have better connections or, uh, or, or hear things and kind of stop this or kind of know that this was happening. We got to get rid of you if you don't know this is going on behind your back. So there's so many different angles you can look at and weave through this. And it could be a guy's just ready to relax and have some get coffee away. in the morning and get away and go on some vacations at, his, at, at this point in his life. So there's so many different things that you can make an argument for any side of it. And sure. I cannot argue with you on it. So I, I, I guess I'm also intrigued by it, TJ, because I don't know of many situations in life where you have more split opinions about how did a guy do in his or, or how did a guy or gal do in his or her job, right? It is you have really perceived smart people who cover this, who break it down, who understand the role of a conference commissioner, who understand what he's supposed to do, that tell us at every turn, hey, this guy did an incredible job. And with what he was able to do, sure, it sucks with Oklahoma and Texas, but how do you stop that? How do you stop someone from wanting to go to a place where they're going to, gosh, with some of the projections out there, what, almost triple what they were making eventually over the next few years in an uncertain future in a conference? How do you even stop that? And others... They'll laud him, right? And they'll tell you how great he did. And others, mostly guys like myself and fans, look at it and say, dude, this guy was a nightmare. And every right. leader that you've had in the Big 12, TJ, has essentially, post-Kevin Weiberg, been a bit of a nightmare. I mean, I, I don't know if for me that I've seen any opinion split as much as I have on the job performance of Bob Bowlesby. It's all over the place, and I fall in line with you that it just seems like uh, everyone since then has just been a disaster, and bad things have happened, or things right. that are very questionable have happened. Yeah, it's tough. It's it is not an easy job, and you know I listened. Bob Bowlesby was on the Big Twelve channel yesterday on Sirius XM, and I listened back to the almost twenty minute interview, and there wasn't too much from it that didn't fall in line with the articles that had been out there right you hear him say listen I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a consultant in less than but staying with a hey they asked me to stick around that's been pretty consistent from Bob Bowlesby's narrative but yet there was one thing that he said that stood out to me and that was you know, they came to me. And that was the first time I had heard that maybe outside of Robert Allen's report, which, again, Robert's got great reporting. Um, but that was the first time I had heard kind of from Bob himself where it's, hey, they approached me and said, what do you think? So I'm infatuated. We'll talk about it with Andy Staples coming up a little bit later on in the show. In fact, he's going to join us at about 10.15 this morning. Plus, as always, we love your calls, 405-329-9000. That's 405-329-9000. The Air Comfort Solutions text line is open, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. And as always, I mean, I, I won't lie to you, I'm not very active on Twitter this morning, but 
We'll see your tweets. We'll get to them at Plank Show, at Josh on Ref. But, of course, the biggest story in sports is Tiger Woods. And when we get back, we'll talk about his round from yesterday. We'll, we'll get into what was the reaction to a round that honestly put him in position to where not only can he make the cut, but he can see the leaders. And for a while, we thought this might be a first round of the Masters where you had a couple people try to run away with it, and that wasn't the case. So a little Tiger talk coming up next. Plus, I heard a good conversation on a guy for the Oklahoma Sooners on the offensive line yesterday that I think can be a major difference maker. We'll talk a little Wanya Morris coming up on the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Good morning, Josh Helmer. How are you? Good morning. Happy Friday. Doing well. And Honest. how are you? Um, I'm very much in flat land right now. Beautiful. Just absolutely gorgeous. Um, I'm traveling to Lubbock this morning. And I, I, I don't know how well our connection is going to work. But you know us. We always have the, we always have the backup magic of the of the old cellular if we need to today right we always have that as our backup fallback plan <laughs> yes we do and that is an important fallback plan potentially how was your night anything exciting for you on opening night for major league baseball bobby witt jr walking it off yeah how about that you know you come into the season he didn't walk with... it off i'm sorry i'm sorry game winning hit my bad <laughs> yeah he had the the big hit late but you come into the season, you have all that hype and expectation around you, and no big deal. You deliver on opening day versus a Cleveland team that, hey, if you're a Royals fan, you're probably not super fond of. So that was great. I watched a, a bunch of baseball last night after the Masters first round went final, which I think we've got a tasty leaderboard at Augusta. I do too. Well, let's talk, let's talk Tiger here in a second, but two quick things from baseball before we, we quickly move past it. Well, I don't want to say quick. I'm not trying to rush through baseball, uh, Cardinal, Dodger, Ranger, Reds fans that are listening, but two things. Number one, am I old man having not paid attention too terribly much if I was kind of surprised to see Joey Votto mic'd up during the game last night. Have we been doing this in regular season games and I've just completely missed it? No, I think that was the the first time. I, I think we'd seen that at spring training or, uh, you know, a couple of other different environments. I don't know that that had happened in a regular season game where, where they did the on-field interview, have somebody mic'd up but right. not asking them questions at first base. And he was right. awesome. Dude, how good was he? I and, and I know we we've got a diehard Oklahoma, or excuse me, Cincinnati Reds fan, and one Toby Rowland. But man, that was that was one of those situations where you're sitting there and you're you're listening to him. And first of all, for me, it was wait, wait a minute, what what's going on here? Why is why is this happening right now? Why is Joey Votto? talking while the game is going on but then in that same vein as you're watching it you're like damn this is pretty good stuff <laughs> I think that I, I think that I'm I, I'm good with this I think that this is something that I can get behind because I got to be honest with you Josh um, more of that 
I'm all about it. I thought it was great. I love it. Now, I'm sure it takes one guy making an error or making a mistake while he's mic'd up for everyone to freak out and for the whole thing to change. But when I got past my old man get off my lawn mindset with it, I I, kind of dug it. I thought it was really cool. And his live exchange with Ozzy Albies was so great. He had to let him know, you know, be careful. Don't say anything over here at first base. I am mic'd up. That's become one of my favorite things in sports, by the way. Honest, and I'm, not, and I'm not even kidding. One of my favorite things in sports has become the, hey, man, heads up, I've got a mic on conversation. That seems to always take place anytime a guy is mic'd up, right? Every time you have someone mic'd up, and coaches are, are really, really good about it. You'll get the, hey, heads up here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm mic'd up. Just give you a heads up. I'm mic'd up. Josh Helmer. Let's. Oh, one other baseball point that I wanted to bring up here real quick before we move back, because I said two, so there's one. Love the mic'd up. Number two, it was just really good to have baseball back. I mean, I know that, I know that sounds a little corny. Um, I, I know that, you know, there's, it's kind of hard to truly quantify how concerning it was that we might not get baseball and. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I watch every spring training game for the Dodgers and was just ready for this season to get going with a thorough understanding of, you know, what their lineup might look like or their pitching rotation without their regulars. I love baseball. Um, but I last night, to me, it was just – it was really good, dude, to see baseball back and to see it, it – not just the spring training games, which you have seemingly tons of, but – to have the Braves celebration, to have the the full stadiums, to have the energy. I know that it won't permeate throughout Tuesday afternoon games and Wednesday evening games, but as corny as it sounds, dude, I just I thoroughly enjoyed having baseball back last night. It was another of the many steps in the process of the quote unquote we're back mindset for uh, for professional sports and kind of life in general. Agreed. It was fantastic to have it back fantastic by the way of all the things that are going wrong today i have a short of all the things that are going right today i have a short in like this headset i don't know how that's possible because it's a new one but i'm just giving you a heads up so uh you can call me out before all the listeners have to but I think we got it fixed. So welcome back, baseball. Uh, we're talking some OU OSU baseballs. The show rolls tonight. Uh, today I've got tons of, of softball to get to as Oklahoma gets set for Texas Tech as uh, the first what road trip of Big Twelve play lifts off here in about let's see nine ten ten eleven 12, 12, 12, about what's ten hours from now? Is that right? Something like that. Five p.m. tonight we'll be on the air with a four forty five pregame show. Okay, Josh, let's go, Tiger Woods. Take it away. That's your guy. You're a Masters dude. I, I know we've got a great sponsor for our Masters updates, but beyond just the actual update itself, you went back, you watched it. He was playing a lot while we were on the air, so we weren't able to give it a ton of attention. But kind of take me through what you saw, what you thought, and what was your takeaway from Tiger's first competitive round? Well, he was tremendous scrambling. He, he didn't hit a ton of greens in regulation yesterday. Uh, was okay hitting fairways, but didn't hit every single fairway either, so it wasn't a crisp round in that regard in terms of fairways hit or greens in regulation. But 
Tiger scrambled his life away and, and was tremendous doing it. Made some big putts. That 29-30 footer he hit on 16 was gorgeous. He had the lip out, remember, on hole number five. So it could have been a little bit better round. So incredible, man, to think that he finished in red figures and really this is for all intents and purposes the first competitive round since what the late late november masters yeah, yeah. it's mean, crazy it, it was an amazing round it was it was amazing it was fun everyone was into it. here's okay I, I know that we always look at life as kind of glass half full and everyone always has negative thoughts, but I, I, I don't, I don't know if I saw too much negative around Tiger yesterday. Did you? I mean, I even last night I was doing a national radio show on Mad Dog Sports Radio, and one of my things was I wanted I'm straight to the front of the line for people that have that look at this and are negative and think we're talking too much about it. I'll give you all the time that you want, and I'll extend that to today. At 405-329-9000. I know, Josh, you'll probably extend it to the gimme zone tomorrow morning from 10 to noon right here on The Ref. I just haven't seen too much negative in a situation that, honestly, you know, based on some of the trials and turbulations the guy's been through, you can easily have negative and uh, just terrible thoughts about the kind of person Tiger is and how we shouldn't celebrate this. But in all honesty, it's almost as if he's done the improbable, which is – Almost, I don't want to say gain back trust, but he's always going to be at the top of the depth chart of guys who move the needle for their sport, number one, number one. And number two, I think a lot of people can relate to him. I'm not saying you're all out cheating on your wives and have 60 girlfriends and are addicted to Oxycontin and have gotten DUIs and have broken your sticks in a wreck, but it's just he's flawed. And I think for as great as he is, Josh, it makes him incredibly relatable. I do think there's an element to that, and probably you're pretty split on that. There's a faction that absolutely despises Tiger Woods for his sure. off-the-course actions, but the other faction that roots for Tiger Woods, I think they do see some of those human flaws in Tiger, and like you said, that that's relatable, and again, just as it was a couple of years ago at the Masters when he hadn't won a major in 11 years – we root for storylines. We root for comebacks. And for Tiger Woods to come back from the accident that he was involved in that was, again, a near-death experience and almost lost his leg and his ankle and his just everything about it was, you know, so disastrous for him. You root for that comeback. You do. You absolutely do. So, um, Tiger's back. Thoughts on yesterday, 405-329-9000, 405-651-3439. Talk more Tiger Woods as the show rolls on. And our Masters updates are brought to you by Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. Check them out at bluecollardrains.com. It's the Plank Show. I haven't got too many weird looks yet, Josh, so that's pretty good, right? I don't think I've been a bad driver or anything. How does it sound out of curiosity? Does it sound like I'm doing a show while I'm driving? <laughs> it sounds okay. Yeah, no, it sounds good. Okay. That's that's is it better than a phone feed is what oh, I guess. No doubt. Okay. I am um, it's funny because I 
usually whenever you're on a road trip and you've got to do the show, Teddy can attest to this. He's done it a lot. You you have to you have to hold your phone in your ear because well the hands free thing sounds good and all. It's absolutely terrible for sound quality, right? We had didn't we have to do that a couple of years ago? Like I was driving to Ames and the weather was real bad and <laughs> I was I'm like Josh I'm kind of freaking out here. I think I'm going to have to end up <laughs> I'm going to have to end up doing it hands free and it sounds terrible whenever you do it. But it's also kind of tough because you got to hold your phone up to your ear. It's it's frustrating all the things. I've always been so excited for the possibility to do a radio show where I can use my hands while I'm driving. <laughs> for things other than just putting it on my steering wheel because this is where I do all of my normal sports talk anyway, right? Don't Please tell me I'm not the only person, Josh Helmer, who talks to themselves while they're driving around. I'm not the only person, right? You are not, and maybe you're listening to another sports show out there and oh. yelling at the radio. That happens a lot. By the way, it's kind of funny because I'm sitting here. There's this guy I'm passing right now in a in a big old truck. And literally, he is just staring at his phone while he's going 10 miles an hour in the left-hand lane under the speed limit. And I want to get mad at him and be like, dude, get off your phone and pay attention. But then I'm like, I'm doing a radio show while I'm driving. So I don't... I, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can find myself too much in the hey, I'm better than you category on this, right? I don't I don't know if I can judge that too terribly much, can I? Sir, get off your phone, pay attention to the road. I have a segment here to do on Wanya Morris and I need to be going at least eighty miles an hour. Yeah, probably Gosh. we can't uh, cast stones this morning. Yeah, I, I sit here and can't blame anyone for that. I, I, I did, by the way, during that commercial break. Uh, I, I don't think the, the boss man and uh, the boss lady would mind me saying, I stopped at Love's Travel Stops because they're the uh, the official sponsor of Rollin' with Roland, though I'm rolling solo. And I actually stopped at one of my favorite Love's Travel Stops, Josh. Have you been to Medicine Park before? Uh, no, I don't think so. It is awesome. It is my family and I have come out here many times. I if if you're listening and you're a biker, I, I think it's a big biker stop because you can drive through. It's a cool little town. Uh, they've got they've just got a lot. It's it's a neat area. So that's that was my first stop, Josh. Medicine Park as we roll on here with the Plank Show Mobile. An hour one is always brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. VHFence.com. Their perfection is your protection. Real quick, master scoreboard update, Josh, before we get to this Wanya Morris stuff. Brought to you by Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. Anything kind of catching your eye this morning on the scoreboard? Well, we're just about to start really get getting going in earnest. M still your leader. Cameron Smith, he'll tee off in that afternoon wave, which apparently it's supposed to be Pretty windy this afternoon, and that would be the more challenging of the two waves. Dustin Johnson just started off. He's only a couple of shots off the lead. He's three under par, and he's through one. Danny Willett, Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler, they're all three under par. That would be, again, all golfers that are going off in the evening. Corey Connors, the Canadian, is two under. He's through six. Harold Varner, the third, two under through three. 
Cantley is two under, Kokrak, and then you get into the one under group, which uh, obviously includes Tiger Woods. Yes. And what time is his tee time today? Is it is it one forty? Or did I dream that? Yes, I'm looking at one forty one p.m. sharp. Let's go. It's gonna be so. Literally, when we get out of here, we're gonna have Tiger's second round that we'll be able to follow for most of the afternoon. This is great, man. Oh, uh, uh, real quick, what do you think of the coverage? I thought it was. I felt like I could watch every hole I wanted to yesterday, and I don't know. If, if that's just been the continual progression of ESPN+, Plus, I mean, there was a time when, you know, you wouldn't get until the back nine. And there was a time when Thursday and Friday you would hardly get anything at all. But they continue, I think, to upgrade the coverage. And I, there wa- I watched the whole round for Tiger yesterday whenever I got home. I mean, literally sat there and was able to watch every single shot. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I just, again, continue to applaud and appreciate – the Masters for stepping into modern day and allowing some of this streaming Welcome coverage. Welcome to the new era. <laughs> Welcome to the new era. I thought it was great. The, the featured groupings, you could watch a lot of that. And really ESPN started their coverage, I think, around 2 o'clock, 3 yesterday. So that was pretty mm-hmm. good from that point on, which uh, we didn't get a lot of that in years past. So, no, I thought it was good. Yeah, me too. All right, so we'll have more Masters talk. If you guys want to get on, get in on it, Josh is constantly perusing the text. We'll hit some good ones at 405-651-3439. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Now, next hour, Andy Staples is going to join us. If you're curious about where the, the next step is for the Big 12 and if, if it maybe means an earlier exit, for Oklahoma or Texas, out of the Big 12, there might be some cold water thrown on this, but uh, Gabe and I caught up with Andy Staples yesterday. I'll share some of that coming up here in just a bit. But, Josh, yesterday's media avail, I thought, was was real. Or I guess not yesterday. Was it yesterday or was it the day before? I don't remember. When Joe John Finley met with the media, I think Brent Venables is actually meeting with some of the media today, so maybe we'll get a few tidbits out of that. But one thing really – kind of stood out to me and kind of caught my my ear or my eye and I'll give I'll give proper credit here I was listening to to Carrie and Eddie and and Josh on the unofficial 40 their podcast that just dropped yesterday and Bob Prisbillo brought up an interesting point about Wanya Morris now before I get to that point Josh is it fair to say kind of a forgotten guy whenever it comes to the offensive line this year because I think when he transferred in, kind of around that same time that Eric Gray came in and a couple of others had been you know, transfers that we thought were going to have an immediate impact, most of us projected him as the starter at one of the tackles, right? Either he was going to be the starter at, at right tackle and Tyrese Robinson was going to stay at right guard or he was going to be the starter at left tackle and we might see Tyrese at right tackle while Anton Harrison continues to develop. I mean, I'm not going crazy, right? That was the opinion that many of us had, say, a year ago this time whenever he transferred in, right? Well, yeah. You look at Wanye Morris and according to the 247 Sports Composite, five-star offensive tackle when he – enrolled and signed with Tennessee so then he transfers over to Oklahoma and the expectation is okay wow we've gotten a really really talented offensive tackle coming into the program he's going to wind up 
winning one of these starting jobs didn't obviously play out that way. And so no. you, you kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Though I would say there's still been quite a bit of hope for Wanya Morris that, okay, maybe it, it took a year for him to totally figure things out here at Oklahoma, and now we're going to start see now we're going to start seeing what made him a five star at OU. So what Bob said that really kind of caught my attention, and it goes back to something that Wanya had brought up, was the idea that maybe it was something a little bit deeper that had concerned him last year or or caused problems for him. And, again, I'm not real big in getting into guys' personal lives. Again, that's your personal life. But the way in which Wanye had answered the question that that was presented really kind of got you thinking because I know we're still truly grasping what the sole mission is all about, Josh, right? We're still – we get it at its core. Maybe for some of us we're like, hey, this is great, but, I mean, is it really going to matter when they're out on the field? And I just – I thought that – when Wanya was asked if something like the soul mission was around last year, how much of a difference would that have made for him? And he didn't even hesitate, Josh, and he said, oh, it would have been, it would have been incredible. It could have been something that really helped me out quite a bit like it is now. So, like I said, I, I don't care what was going on. I don't need to know what was going on. I can imagine for a you know, 20, 21-year-old young man, whenever you're making a move from – one school to another that's challenging because while one school's fan base embraces you, you're getting it pretty good from another school's fan base. I mean, that's just the reality and the toxic nature of social media. But in that, in, in just kind of that whole little conversation that they that they brought up and that Bob was bringing up, it got me real excited about the potential of him this year because, Josh, we've known the talent's there. Right, you ability for him to be special is there. He's shown it. It's just now you've got to take that next step. And I don't know. It's just we talk a lot about Sooner football here, and there's a lot of conversations about what this offensive line is going to look like. A lot of people have already said, "Oh, Savion Bird's the right tackle." Eh, I don't know about that. Um. A lot of people put all their eggs in the newcomer's basket. Very rare when you see a true freshman that comes in and starts right away on the offensive line. Very rare. It didn't happen. um, Gosh, did it even happen for Trent Williams? He might be the one guy. It took a redshirt. When when Creed was a redshirt freshman was whenever he really kind of took over that role. And uh, Jonathan, it might have been his true freshman year, but Jonathan Alvarez got a little dinged up. And he took – my point I'm making, Josh, is it's hard as a true freshman to come in and right away be that guy from day one and build Beanbow's offensive line. It's hard. It's a tough position. And you get better. You get bigger. You get stronger. You get faster whenever uh, – you get quicker, I guess, would be better than faster. It takes time on the offensive line. When I heard that and I thought about mental blocks, personal life, school problems, whatever it might be for Wanya Morris, maybe – maybe having an ear that can help you better understand what you need to do and where you need to be and how you need to uh, approach it. I don't know, dude. It, it it got me really, really excited about what 
what could be next for him on the field, right? I mean, I know that's a very selfish kind of greedy way to look at it, but at my core I'm happy for him that whatever the issues are, he has the soul, he has the Caleb Kellys, the Curtis Loftons there to talk to that have been through it, and now you kind of look at him and say, okay, let's go. We need somebody to step up and be uh, a, a stalwart tackle on this offensive line, and it just it kind of got me pretty excited about what what his possibilities are here in 2022. Another name that started early but not straight away was Orlando Brown. Had to take the redshirt year sure. himself and then really caught on with Oklahoma and was great after that. Hey, you're looking for a tackle. Tyrese Robinson has moved on, so that is right for the picking for somebody. And Anton Harrison, you feel pretty good about that he's going to be one of the starters for Oklahoma. But beyond that, it should be pretty wide open. And you would think that Wanye Morris would have as good of a chance as Savion Bird or anybody to lock down that spot. And I'm with you. If you think that maybe he wasn't just totally comfortable yet, or when he replies and says that, you know, the sole mission has been a game changer for him, you, you wonder maybe what that would have meant for last season. And then you think about, okay, well, what kind of a difference can that make for this year? And and I it's always it always ends up being something that leads to a piling on of the previous staff. <laughs> it's like, oh, see, they just weren't that's not what this is intended to do. Okay, it's just it's more than anything intended to shine a light on something that I know is still a bit of a mystery to many people as to how it can help this football team. And hearing a guy, Wanya Morris, he talks about how that sole mission has been a major impact and something that's helped him out quite a bit. Let's see how it impacts him on the field. Where is this hour gone? When we come back, uh, we'll, we'll peruse the Air Comfort Solutions text line, see if there's anything that has caught Josh's eye yet. If you guys are interactive at 405-651-3439 on the Plank Show, mobile to Lubbock right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Here we go. How are you? I'm not exiting. Have a great day. <laughs> Welcome back into the Plank Show. I, I just it's funny because I don't I don't have a pike pass. I don't know why. I but I I always like talking to the turnpike people. The people behind me probably don't like it too much. How are you doing today, sir? How are you, ma'am? Good? Sometimes they like to talk, sometimes they, they hate their jobs. Like Argh. You mentioned Toll Booth Willie. Is that one of the most underappreciated bits in the history of ever, Josh Helmer? Toll Booth Willie. Yeah, it's gotta be, right? Right up there with any of the Adam Sandler comedy CD. Which, if you bring up now, it's kind of wild to think about how long ago that was. Remember the guy that would act like he was drunk? It must be all that weed I was smoking, man. Well, actually, that was uh, it was just a cigarette. Oh, maybe it was all that acid that I dropped. Well, I, it was Tylenol. Oh. <laughs> The Adam Sandler comedy CD, well before its time. Like 30 years ago now. Is that how long ago it was? I mean, pretty close, right? Do you know what blew me away? 
Uh, True, hang in there. I want to give you plenty of time. I feel like we've carved out a nice niche for you to kick off our 10 o'clock hour. And you can jump into it, 405-329-9000. I was blown away in anticipation of the Duke game against North Carolina that it was on the 30-year anniversary, essentially, of when Tark and Duke got, uh, I mean, absolutely, I mean, didn't get beat, destroyed UNLV and that dream team. I know that's many, many moons ago, but you talk about time flying. Like, no, that was just a couple years ago. Someone looks and goes, it was 1992. It was 30 years ago. It's like, oh, well, happy 30-year anniversary. That really was about 30 years ago, that Adam Sandler comedy CD. Holy smokes. Can you buy it anywhere? Has it transitioned to where it's online or nah? I mean, I would imagine so. I don't know that to be true, but I would imagine it has. Is it going to be one of those things that when I listen to now, it's not nearly as funny to me as it was 30 years ago? I I can't envision that being the case. I think it's still pretty funny. All right. Anything uh, fire you up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Are Are we still on launch here so far? Well, I gave you one minute here left in the hour. Well, somebody said, guys, I'm giving these transfers from last year a pass. Somebody else said, you sound like you're in studio, so that should make you happy. Oh, that makes me very happy, especially whenever I'm blowing 90 right now on the H.E. Bailey Turnpike. Let's go! All right, quick break. When we come back, Andy Staples, plus your calls at 405-329-9000. It's the Plank Show on the road to Lubbock.